That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Right, like it's offset the drama of the Migos. Like, is was he the, the issue this whole time? What's good? It's another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip-hop music culture. It's brought to you by the good people at Hip Hop DX. And I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A Dub. And Kanye West had an interesting way of displaying his Yeezy Gap clothing. The clothes were actually stored in trash bags. So we'll discuss that. Also, the DA and the Young Thug Rico case believes that certain witnesses are in danger. Offset is providing some new details about his solo album and a Baby Keem collaboration on the project. And Hip Boy is curating the soundtrack for Madden NFL 23. So a few things to get into, but before we touch on those, please subscribe to the podcast. Please show your support by hitting that subscribe button and that follow button. Thank you. We appreciate it. Now let's jump into it. Okay, so let's get started with Kanye West. So his Yeezy Gap line hit the stores. And when people went to go shop for this Yeezy Gap, they realized that it was being displayed in a pretty unconventional style. The clothes were actually in trash bags spread out amongst the store. So you actually have to dig through these trash bags in order to see all of the clothes, to find your size, to get whatever you need. You have to go inside of a trash bag. Unconventional, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. It's given like goodwill bins, like searching through the clothes that you want to get and things like that. And according to some people on Twitter, um, the sales associate at the time said that um, Kanye actually got mad when he saw that they had the clothes on hangers and all organized and stuff like that. And he was like, I want it in trash bags. And so, and this is it. And then the sales associate was like, they won't help you find your size either you have to dig through everything like that is the idea that Kanye wants and I guess it happened Kanye has kind of always been unconventional though when it comes to clothing displays and how he shows off his clothing even if you think about the Yeezy fashion shows over the years they were never like a traditional fashion show you don't have people just walking out on the runway one at a time showing off the clothes that was never Yeezy he got a stadium full of people we're all wearing the clothes all types of different models of races size different races size types um men women all of that like Kanye has just kind of always been on this eccentric wave when it comes to the clothes but this one is this even if effective like why do I have to dig through a industrial size trash bag to find a jacket or a shirt or whatever whatever Yeezy Gap item I want like that just seems like why why are we putting the customer through that much work? Just have right. it out there. If if you want it to be unconventional but still in a in a way where, you know, people can easily get what they want, just throw all the clothes out on the floor and let it be that so I can see what I what I'm getting so I don't have to elbow the next person in order to get a t-shirt or a pair of pants. I don't know if I like this style cuz even like in the picture where you see it it looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like somebody's moving. Like when you're moving out and you don't pack all your stuff in boxes, but you're just like, all right, I want to just 
get my stuff packed as fast as possible. So you put it all, put all your clothes in trash bags. You put the jeans in one bag. You put the t-shirts in another bag. You put your underwear in another bag. That's what this picture looks like. Right. Like I respect the whole creativity and like trying something different, but in the terms of, you know, consumer and trying to like find product, I ain't with that. I ain't about to be looking through no big bag and trying to find a size, pull it out, put it back in if it's not it. It just seems like a hassle. It seems stressful. But, you know, people will do it because it's Kanye. Chaotic shopping environment, for sure. <laughs> We're going to see what, what what else he does, though, with these Yeezy Gap displays. So if this is one of the first things, uh, I don't know what's coming down the line. Next, you're going to have to be going inside of pots and pans to get your clothes. I don't know. But <laughs> that's what Kanye is doing over at the Gap. Now let's talk about Young Thug and this ongoing RICO case. So the DA on the case actually believes that some of the witnesses could be in danger because they are being threatened by people who sympathize with Young Thug. Not anybody specifically connected to Young Thug, but people that just know who Young Thug is and they sympathize with the case or they feel like Thug shouldn't be in jail. The DA says that these people are threatening witnesses. And this comes after some information has been released online about Young Thug's case as to one of Thug's previous friends who turned out to be an informant on him um, and this paperwork started circulating online that this person was telling on Young Thug. And they're saying, not Young Thug, but whoever put this paperwork online, it's causing people to threaten the witness named in that paperwork, basically. Right. And so the um, Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis, they made a statement saying, we're going to have to do things to make sure that the witnesses are safe. They said, we need people to understand that they can cooperate, they can do the right thing, and the state will be here to protect them. So that's their little statement about everything that's been going on. And then Young Thug's attorney, Brian Steele, he also made a statement and he said that he wants this to stop. He says he wants everything to stop coming out so the case can be fair. And he said that Young Thug has committed no act of crime and he believes that Young Thug will be exonerated. Um, and he looks forward to the commencement of the jury trial. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of feeling this lawyer, man. I'm, I'm feeling the confidence that this lawyer has right now. Thug's lawyer. Because um, he was like, yeah, Mr. Williams has committed no crime whatsoever. I look forward to the commencement of the trial. Basically, like, we're so com we're so comfortable that he's not guilty. Sure, let's not put the stuff online. I don't want them to do that. I don't want witnesses to be threatened because he's not guilty. So let's just get this trial rolling. Now, I don't now I don't know if this, this case is going to be the cakewalk that he seems to sound like it is. But I like the confidence here from Young Thug's lawyer. Yeah, it's a confidence for me. He has a good lawyer on this one. But um, but we'll see how it all plays out when they actually start going to trial about it. What, like next year, right? Isn't it going to start? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think stuff is going to stop coming out online. I, don't, I really don't. Because mm -mm. it's public information. So I, I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if stuff's going to stop coming out or new details aren't going to keep coming out. Like, it's a very high-profile case. A lot of people are tuned into this. So I feel like details are going to continue to come out. But I don't think you can hold Young Thug accountable for what random fans or random people do out while he's in jail. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think Thug should be held accountable for that in any way. And I don't think they're going to try to, but you never know. So, you know, hopefully... All, all proceeds in the way that it's supposed to proceed. I'll put it like that. Right. <laughs> all right. Now let's talk about Offset. 
because he recently revealed some new details about his solo album. And he revealed that Baby Keem is actually producing one of the tracks on the project called 54321. Yes, so he took the social media on Tuesday to um, shed light on his upcoming solo album because, you know, we've been talking about we come to the terms that Migos are no longer together. So, mm, And there's more evidence that's out about that, too. But we'll talk about that after uh, this album. Right. So um, Offset did confirm that uh, Baby Keem is producing 54321 and it's going to actually arrive on Friday as the New Music Friday. Ooh, new Offset song, new Offset song. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting, though, that he said Baby Keem produced it. So does that mean Baby Keem is not on it? Cause that would be a do- that would be dope to hear Baby Keem and Offset rapping together. That would be kind of fire. I hope Keem produced it and like he slick got on it, but Offset's not announcing the fact that he's gonna have a verse. I hope it's that sort of thing and not just only Offset rapping, which I don't I don't mind Offset by himself. But I think it would be dope if if he and Baby Keem were rapping on it. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. So maybe he'll surprise us on Friday and Baby Keem will be somewhere on the song. Mm. Offset also spoke on like what the content of the album is going to be. He said it's going to be all hits and smashes, which, of course, you know, of course, Offset would say that. Uh, He also said he got some things for the girls on the album, too. So he was like, all right, I did it for the ladies a little bit on the project. But him even speaking on any of this comes directly after Rap Radar started promoting their Takeoff and Quavo interview. Mm. And as you know, Rap Radar is a huge podcast platform. They're coming back for the first time in years. Um, They're relaunching their whole podcast. So like some of the bigger interviews that they're leading up with is the DJ Khaled interview. And it is the Quavo and Takeoff interview. So when you have the Quavo and Takeoff interview as your first interview back as a major podcast, you know everybody's going to be tuned in. There's no telling what they're touching on, except whether or not Takeoff got left off bad and bougie. So, Because we know they're touching on that. That was in the clip. But we don't know what else they're touching on. So I think this is Offset's way of trying to, number one, respond to this. Number two, kind of control the narrative a little bit by making the focus about his solo album. And number three, let people know, like, hey, I'm not the problem. (laughs) They're the problem. Like, they got the problem. I'm doing good over here. I'm chilling. Like, I'm putting out new songs with Baby Keem or produced by Baby Keem. I'm putting out a new solo album. And y'all are on a podcast talking about situations between the group. I think that's that's what this Offset thing is about right now. Because I feel like every time something gets announced with Quavo and Takeoff, Offset feels the need to start talking about his solo album. Now, this has happened twice, so, you know, I can't say it's like a super long pattern of it, but but so far, two major uh, Quavo and Takeoff announcements, two major Offset announcements come directly after. So I feel like there's like a, a power struggle of some sort going on here. But either way, I think all of this equates to the fact that they're not together. And even in the clip, the Rap Radar clip, they touch on why Takeoff wasn't on Bad and Bougie, and Quavo was like, I wasn't even be about to be on Bad and Bougie. Like, so it, it looks like it's not going to, the answer to certain questions aren't going to be in Offset's favor. It came a whole moment of Bad and Bougie. Like, was it something about Bad and Bougie why you didn't want to rap on that beat? Like, why wasn't you on that song when it came out, ultimately? Mind See, you, he's talking it, to yeah. Takeoff when he asked that. Yeah. Get something out. We was actually pissed off because when you have no music out, I think like a couple months before that, whole little wave and and we was going through the litigation with 300. So yeah. we ended up leaking. We ended up leaking Bad and Bougie on SoundCloud. Wow. First, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Shit, I wasn't even finna be on it. Mm. It was gonna be, it was gonna be- Cause um, Offset kinda brought that idea. I had to do right? my verse like on some, 
quick, fast, in a rush shit. So it was just like everybody running to the song and trying to get it done. Okay. So <laughs> that says a lot. I, if you hear, Elliot asked Takeoff why he was not on Bad and Bougie. You know, we remember that whole moment years ago from Everyday Struggle when academics and Joe Budden <laughs> almost got beat up for asking that. Uh, so Elliot asked Takeoff why he was not on the song. Takeoff doesn't say anything. Quavo is actually the one that answers the question somewhat diplomatically, but even still kind of throws Offset under, under the bus by saying, you know, what when Elliot said, oh, yeah, Offset was the one that brought that idea. And Quavo says, well, I wasn't even going to be on the song. So mm-hmm. it's saying some, it's saying a lot, but saying a little. And the fact that Takeoff didn't say anything leads me to believe that Quavo stepped in because he knew whatever Takeoff was going to say was not going to be favorable to either Offset or to the interview situation that was going on currently. So it's like, hmm, why is Takeoff silent about that question? Like, what what's the issue there? There has to be some sort of issue with the song or why he wasn't on it for him to to not answer that and for Quavo to step in and be like, oh, yeah, this is what happened and give him a more diplomatic version, a more diplomatic answer. Right. Like, is Offset the drama of the Migos? Like, is was he the, the issue this whole time? Like, well, that brings me to the next point. The album is going to be called Blame It On Set, apparently. <gasps> so <laughs> oh, what's being blamed on you, Offset? <laughs> There mm. it is. Exactly. And I'm like, hmm, you kind of, you slick took that title from the baby, blame it on baby, but uh, we're going to, we're going to let you go with that. If you give us the information about what happened, because see, this is the thing. You don't have to talk about this. Quavo doesn't have to talk about this. Takeoff doesn't have to talk about this. Offset doesn't have to talk about this. But if every time Quavo and Takeoff say something or do something, Offset's going to feel the need to respond in his own way but they're never really directly addressing the situation, you might as well directly address the situation in the music. Like, don't, why do we got to play this back and forth guessing game? No, you don't owe anybody an answer, but if you're going to have a rebuttal every time somebody makes an announcement about what they're doing or an interview, whatever, you might as well just go ahead and address it, turn it into music sales, talk about it in the music. Exactly. Make a negative into a positive at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this is a lot of... uh a lot of details coming to the forefront about this, this Migo situation. So hopefully that continues. Hopefully we'll get more on that when Offset puts out his solo album. Hopefully we'll get more on that when this Rap Radar interview comes out on the 18th. Uh, yeah, we're going to continue to watch this. But um, yeah, I have, no, I have no hopes of the return of the Migos after witnessing all of this. Yeah, it's too much now. Like It's too much build up. I think it's just going to be those two and then Offset for however long they want to make music. So I don't think they're coming back. Mm-mm. Well, all right. Well, one person that ain't stopping no time soon, Hit Boy, uh, he is actually curating the soundtrack for Madden NFL 2023. And he recently announced this saying, Madden has been one of my greatest loves since day one. Like music, I couldn't escape my obsession for the game. The way it brought to life the sights and sounds and feelings of a Sunday, the unforgettable music the game gave us. Even in the studio where I created Grammy Award winning records, the game was never too far away. Now my worlds collide as I curate the sounds of Madden 23. Ooh, that was fire. That was a fire trailer. That was, that was a fire trailer. Um, love those words by Hit Boy. Love the fact that they got him for this because there's like the, the 
music on Madden is such a big part of the game. Like, if you grew up with, with people playing that game, like cousins or brothers, whatever, or if you played it yourself. But I just know, like, I grew up with a, a ton of boys. So they were always playing Madden. You always hear the music. You learn certain songs just from playing the game, like songs that wind up being a part of your life. So um, that's that's an epic thing for Hit Boy to be partaking in. I feel like he's at that stage of his career where he should be doing things like that. He should be doing game soundtracks. He should be scoring movies. Hit Boy should be doing anything involved. He should be uh, doing a show with a live orchestra. Like Hit Boy should be doing anything involving music right now at this stage of his career because he's already mastered being a producer and making albums with people like that's nothing he could do that in his sleep not nothing but he can do that with his eyes closed like so to be doing this and and getting involved in all of these other things now I think is the perfect time for this for hit boy yeah I agree for sure like we've talked about hit boy a couple times on the podcast this year alone so um definitely has been doing a lot and for him to touch into the game soundtrack genre is dope to see and as far as the music goes for Madden NFL 23 the soundtrack is almost entirely available on Spotify as of Tuesday, but there's going to be 15 exclusive songs that you can only hear when you're playing the game. And that includes also special appearances on the songs from Kendrick Lamar, Ty Dolla Sign, Erica Banks, Corday, and plenty others. And then if you thought that wasn't enough, he's also going to contribute 33 exclusive beats for like the in-game cinematic. So Ooh, he's all over this game. Hit Boy getting that bag, that bag, that bag, that bag, <laughs> man. Congrats to Hit Boy. Amazing. Um, I'm probably not going to buy the game for myself because uh, that's not, <laughs> that's not a pastime of mine. But if I right. am around anybody that's playing it, I'm definitely going to be listening out, listening out for the music and the beats and uh, all of the, the screen changes where the beats are playing and all of that. I will be listening out because this is major. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that is a great note to end on today. Congrats to Hit Boy. That is going to conclude your episode of DX Daily. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is Hip Hop DX. Yep. You can follow us on social media as well. I am at Asia Sky on all social media platforms. A S H I A is how you spell Asia. And S-K-Y-E is how you spell sky. And I'm at A-Dub on everything. That's A-Y-E-E-E-D-U-B-B. All right. We will be back at you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya.